Are you a professional optimized business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalize your fleet with their updated commercial van range. The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customize your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 9119-9008. TNC Supply. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Is driving! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick! Meet him out, 1-0! And hello and welcome back to another episode of Radio Dub. We're so, I'm so proud of us lately. Um... Me, you, Oscar, Miranda. Be more consistent with the episodes of Radio mm-hmm. Dub, and I am Pekua Frimpong, and you are Lockie Flanagan. And I so think so, yeah. I, I hope you are. Pretty sure. I hope I'm not doing the show with some doppelganger. That would be strange. What do you reckon your, doppelgang- your doppelganger would be like? Um, I don't think they'd be hugely different to me. <laughs> uh, pretty, you know, pretty sarcastic, but excited to be here, more to the point. Exactly, and that's what we love to hear. And you know what? We're heading into finals, and I thought... We need to do a little bit of a throwback. We need to get somebody on the show who we've had on before, who actually was on our very first show on Radio Dump with me and Josh Parrish. Josh is long gone now. Sayonara, my friend. Uh, but that's Mackenzie Hawksby. Now, Mackenzie Hawksby, star midfielder for Sydney FC. I've talked her up, one of my favourite players in the competition. Mackenzie, how does it feel to have the... To have one hand on the Premier's plate, how does how does that feel right now? Yeah, not going to lie, uh, it feels pretty good. Um, we knew coming into the week, you know, what we needed to do and now we only have one more game to go and I think that, um, yeah, we're pretty excited. Now it's all in our hands, which is which is what we wanted. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty keen. Nice. No, see, Mackenzie, I think that sometimes, you know, football players, you're all a bit too humble, okay? And I think that in the last two seasons – you really like your your game has improved exponentially, gone better and better, and you know your playmaking has got a lot better. And but I, my favorite part about your game is the subtle levels of like you're a bit sarcastic, and I really appreciate <laughs> that about your game because every time I watch you, I'm like, I just know she's being sarcastic right now. Is this something that's just always been a part of your game? Yeah, I think that I show my emotions when I play. I'm not gonna, it um it just comes out honestly when I get on the field. I sometimes have, I think a bit of white line uh, white line fever as, as you could say. Um, but yeah, like I you know I I'm you know I'm, I have a bit of a big personality I would say, and I think that comes to show on the field. I try not to be. I mean, usually I'm not sarcastic. I'm I'm pretty pretty passionate. So and but some of us a little bit of white line fever. I know that I do show my emotions. So I've got to sort of tone that out a bit. But I guess you know wait, I am wait, who I am. Who, who said you need to tone it down? It's fantastic. Oh, it's, it's my favorite part. It's honestly when you when you when you like you're just slightly offside. And you're like, are you sure? Are you sure I was offside? Yeah. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I, I, I mean, like my family say, oh, you like, you're very, you're very, like, you show your emotions. I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's, I mean, I, lo- I like to, that's, that's what I do and it's who I am. So yeah, I know I'm somewhat become a bit of a character on the field, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it's all in good, good way. It's, it's, it's all because I'm, I'm passionate and I, and I love the game. So. 
How does I'm curious to know how how Ante finds that because he he seems to I think differ quite a lot between sort of two modes of of approach on the bench. He can be very stoic sometimes. He can be very calm. But when the time is is there for for the lid to to come off, I think Ante Ante knows when to to get up and about. How does he feel about uh, your more um, vivacious style on the, on the pitch? Oh, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. I, I yeah, wasn't. I I'm think- not saying there is. <laughs> I think, you know, um, I think being an, an older player in the team, um, I know that when someone like T left, um, there's, I guess, that leadership role and that communication and that, you know, talking on the field is something that I guess I've sort of taken over. And, um, yeah, I'm, I think that my team, I think they back me in the, in the way in the way I am on the field. I think, you know, it's, it's sort of somewhat who I am. And I know that, you know, um, games can get a bit fiery sometimes. And I know that there's a lot of um, chaos. I try to be calm sometimes but I know that um sometimes it, it gets a little bit out of hand but yeah I mean like yeah I mean you know Ante he um I know he back he backs me and I think showing a bit of emotion is good like I think um it's it, it's it's good to show that you know um you love the game and it's all in goodwill so yeah I think I think you know him and him and the team like it I, I hopefully no, <laughs> I think you've got it figured out being, oh, being calm so, is no fun there's thousands boring. of calm footballers exactly. who are just completely straight nah no fun no fun get away yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I sort of, yeah, I just, I sort of just go with it, and whatever happens, I react to whatever happens in front of me. With that's either with the goal and offside with the referee, I try, but I try to keep it, um, try not to go too far, obviously, because I need to keep my um, need to keep my cool. But yeah, I just it's all about passion, you know. It's just just come just about passion. So see, sure. I I feel like this season for you must have been like one of the best seasons to play because you got Courtney Vine. Princess Sabini, Madison Haley. You just got pass like people to pass it to for days. We're constantly moving all the time, and and like it's impressive. The attacking weapons that you guys have is impressive. But as a midfielder, and you're always creating a lot. How nice has that been this season to link up with those guys on the field? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been playing with Court and Prin for three seasons now, so we've formed really good connections. Um, for a while but now with Maddie in the fold um yeah I mean it's it's makes my job quite easy they're all, all three of them are, are just superstars and yeah we we're really on the same page now and I think that's built over time but I think Maddie is like fitted in seamlessly and really fits in our style of play so for me you know like um I'm able to you know hit her and run off her she's really good at hold up play and obviously I play on the right or left midfield court and pretty we um yeah, we just we just know um, we know each other. And we know what what to expect from each other. So I think yeah, for me it's um, it's it's yeah again makes my job very very um a lot easier when you have really quality players around you where you can fit, you can feed the ball through and you know you know the runs they're going to make and everything. So yeah, it's um it's been really fun this season having um Maddie in. She adds a different element I think to our team, which has um been as you can see been doing really well. So it's good. Now Mackenzie, I want to actually I've been thinking about this a lot every time I see Sydney FC play. Who is the fastest player in the team? Because I know Courtney Vine is very quick, but Madison Haley looks like quick off the step. And Brittany, I feel like she'll chase you down in 20 like she's got you covered. Yeah, like Courtney by far is is the quickest. Um, she's just absolutely rapid. But Maddie and Prinny are very, very explosive. Like when they hit full flight, like – yeah, I don't know. Like, honestly, I haven't I haven't had a race, but I think it'd be, like, pretty tight between, I think, definitely Court and then Maddie and Prinny. Yeah, I mean, when they're in full flight, I, I wouldn't want to be running after them. That's fair. Very... <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty quick. It, it almost <laughs> feels like you could, you could uh, get into moments, Mackenzie, where you're almost 
spoiled for choice. Are, are, are there times where, say, you're running on the, you know, you're coming forward on the break, you've got the ball at your feet, and you've got these three three elite attacking options further afield, and you're like, oh, I'm not, not 100% sure who to pass to here because all three of you are, are very worthy options <laughs> to feed the ball to. It's a good problem yeah. to have. It is a good problem to have. I mean, yeah, they're just all three of them are they're different in their own way, but they are just um are just outstanding and like I said, whatever I see in front of me, I know that um I know what I'm gonna get from them. They're just yeah, they help me so much I'm in the midfield. I'm able to, you know, just be able to hit them in any position on the field and I know where they're gonna be. So yeah, it's um not gonna lie, it's it's been yeah, something that um I've been really loving this season, playing a bit higher and been able to connect with them a bit more. And yeah, as you can see we've done um really well and scored like a lot of goals this season. So it's been it's been really fun. Absolutely. And you can you know, you saw on on well, last, last night, night that that a number of those options that you had available to you got onto the the score sheet. I'm honestly still getting over that that goal from Courtney, how well taken yeah, right. that was. That was that was quality. But it was a it was a quality game as well. I mean you talk about having your your destiny uh, in your own hands now going into the the final round for that that premier's plate race. But it was you, you. I feel like you guys were were made to work for it last night against against Perth. That was a that was a cracker. Yeah, I mean, we we sort of knew um, what they would set up. Like we watched a couple of games, did a bit of tactical work. We knew that defensively they they put a lot of numbers behind the ball, and we knew that um, yeah they were going to defend really well. And as they did, um, so we knew it, we knew it was going to take a um, a bit to break them down. And um, as you can see, um, yeah, we had a lot of shots um, and. I had a lot of shots as well. So I think that, um, yeah, it was um, – and we knew that they were good on the counter and they brought on people at halftime. They did a really good job. So, And they had a lot to play for as well. So it was always going to be a really tough game. But I think that, um, you know, I think that we played brilliantly um, in, our, in our front third um, yesterday. It's not easy – to break teams down like that, especially when they they put a lot of players behind the ball and they and they defend well. So yeah, I think that um, we can take a lot of confidence from, from that game, knowing that you know um, you know the first half we may have had a lot of chances and maybe not put them away, but second half we um yeah we did really well and put a lot away. So yeah, I mean really good game and it was it was pretty exciting as well. So um, it was fun to be a part of for sure. I'm looking forward to this weekend because this is what I love about the double. Like I love that there are still places to fight for in the top four. Obviously, for you guys, you're focusing on getting that um, the, the hands on the Premier's plate, which uh, Charlotte McLean was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying that you guys really set it out as a goal to to do the three P because no one else has ever has ever done that in the competition. Did you when the Canberra result like got overturned? Were you a bit nervous about like you know that not happening, or, or did you just have back the team and back the the games you had left and knew you guys could see it out? Yeah, I think the the camera result um like wasn't really a shock. Obviously, like they appealed and they won the points, and at the end of the day, like you know they won the game. So I think for us it was more um, we have a lot of belief in our squad, and we knew that with the games left um, and players coming um, back into our squad who had injuries and things, um, yeah, we, we we backed us hundred percent, and we knew that um, we just needed to to do the job no matter what happened if we kept, kept the three points or or got them taken away. So I think that um, yeah, I think it's you know it was. Um, it was a bit of a stressful week last week. We you know we 
with the three points taken off us and we played City and we drew. But I think that, um, yeah, we showed a lot of resilience um, after the loss against Wellington as well. And we've, we've, we've really pulled through. And I think that, you know, when it comes to when it comes to our team, we know um, we know how to win. And I think that um, we've done that the last two seasons by winning two premierships and we know we know what to do. And I think that, um, yeah, it really showed last night and um, and Sunday how how much of a winning mentality we have. And, um, yeah, I'm. I mean, Saturday is going to be so, so exciting, and I think we we can't wait. So it's going to be good. I'm I'm really excited to see Saturday's game because I because you know you we still don't even know how the you know this ladder's going to to finish up. But you know what, Mackenzie, what I've loved, what I I love, but I also want to see more from you is I want to see more goals because you've got like the, the the calmest goal celebrations ever. It's just like, yeah, that's right. I did it because I called your game uh, during on – what game was it? On, against Adelaide, right? And you did the – I don't know if we're calling it an exclamation point, like with the, the straight fist down of just like, yes. What are we describing that celebration? What are we calling that? Yeah, so that that celebration, I, I do a fair bit. It's actually um, it's Harry Kane does it. Um, and it's more of the hand down but I did a fist pump and it just like you know it's not it's sort of like subtle and I don't know honestly when I when I when it happens it just something just comes it just came out honestly I just whatever happens when I score it just comes out but yeah I guess it's like it was a bit of more of a I guess a subtle celebration I try not to go too crazy um you know unless it's like you know, a massive game and we need a win. I don't try to go too crazy because I knew we were 2-0 up and I was just, um, you know, and, and, and it was a tap-in as well. You know, Prinny did Prinny did all the work. So I think I was just, yeah, I try to be subtle with it and just try to be, you know, I guess a fist pump always um gets me pumped up. So, so I don't know, it just comes to me. I don't know what, I, I, I don't know why footballers, you know, they keep doing this, this you know, they're all so so humble about things. I'm like, I, I could never, I could never. I would, if I was no, doing, I, I know. I'm I just know. saying, Lockie. If I, this was me, the way in which I would hype myself up, you wouldn't even know. Like, I would be on a different planet right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, no. But that run that Prinny did was actually very, very good. Dragged all the defenders. It was, uh, it was quite impressive. And we talked a lot about the Sydney FC attack. But your defence this year and for multiple years has been so reliable and consistent. Obviously. Charlotte's out at the moment, but, you know, Nat's ever so reliable. She's always, every time that someone tries to make a pass into the final third, Nat Tobin just shows up with their red boots and says, not a chance, not today. How does it feel like that, having that kind of defence behind you and, you know, having the freedom to go forward and, and be as creative as you like? Yeah, I think for, for our team and aunties and still this in us, you know, um, you know, scoring goals is great and attacks great, but defense wins you championships. And that's been our main focus. Um, and that's, you know, sort of our identity defense comes first and then, you know, and then, and then attacks. So I think, you know, our defense the last two, three seasons have been, in my opinion, been so, so underrated. They have been, you know, unbelievable for us. And like you said, someone like Nat, um, just, you know, a phenomenal player, again, is super underrated, in my opinion, is her and Charlotte are the best two centre-backs in the league, and I think they just have shown that um, week in, week out, and I think for us, again, like from from midfield's perspective, it makes my life um, so much easier when, you know, our defenders are, you know, defending, stepping in front of players, doing things that, you know, I don't really see often when they just come in and crunch players. You can just see how when Charlotte put her body on the line, when she hurt her, fractured her face, just things that, you know, um, things that something that you know you, you don't see often and I think that our defense has um 
has proven time and time again from last year, you know, breaking that record of nine clean sheets. And this year, you know, we've conceded the least amount of goals. We've been, we've had the best defense in the league for two years. And um, yeah, I think um, again, I'm just, um, I'm, we are blessed because we have an amazing attack and our defense is just, um, is honestly, I have no words. I think they're just, um, they're the core of our team and all of them have had um, really great season ex- seasons, especially our two center backs have just been, um, yeah, world-class this season. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, um, very lucky to have that behind me. Um, so it's been really, really good. Mackenzie, you said something earlier that, that really made my, you know, my ears prick up, my eyebrows raise, which is that you describe yourself as, as being one of the, the senior heads in the team. And, and I'm sitting to myself and I'm thinking, hey, hang on, what, what have I misunderstood here? Because, you know, you're, I'm pretty sure you're, you're 22, you know, how does it all work? But then, of course, I remember that you're playing and were last night playing in a midfield that features 19-year-old Sarah Hunter and 15-year-old Indiana Dos Santos who got on the score sheet for the first time in the Liberty A-League last night. I mean, what an incredible moment. And, and I, I imagine for... For you guys, exciting to see this player who, you know, people people like Bakura and I... Yeah, do you know what, actually, Lockie? I've actually got a nickname for her. I'm calling her the Smiling Assassin because I've never seen a player <laughs> smile more on a football field. She looks so happy all the time, but she seems like a killer. Yeah, but, I mean, what was it like to, to you know, be there as, as she sort of experienced that, an incredible moment? She's, she's one of the top ten youngest goal scorers. I think she's number five all time as, as youngest scorers in the comp which is just insane yeah I mean like it's it's crazy I think I read a stat today that our midfield last night had an average age it was average age of 18 so yeah I do feel old I'm not gonna lie but for (laughs) for Indy I mean yeah she's been training with us all season um she's been excellent um all season you know she's you can tell she's just um just got amazing technique and it's such quality on the ball and actually is so calm and composed for her age like for 15 it's it's just ridiculous like and you know, I, I spoke to her before the game and she's just, she just has such a, I guess it's like a calm confidence. Like she just is so, for 15, she just is so like, she's always smiling and she just came on and did her thing. You know, even last game, last week against Adelaide, you know, it's been two really, really um high intensity pressure games and she's come on and just, um just been unbelievable. And and yesterday I thought she was, um again, working with her, but she's just, she's just excellent, such a positive player and, I mean, you know, Ante has done a, a really good job in nurturing her this season, as in all our young ones. And you can just see that, you know, we have a lot of um, a lot of quality, and the youth coming through um, in our development is just um, is is really exciting. So, yeah, I mean, I'm so happy for her. You know, we're all so happy mm-hmm. for her. It's it's unbelievable to score at 15. Like at 15, I. I, I didn't even know where I was. I think I was playing reserve grade. So to think that she's scored in A League is just um is crazy and it's such a crucial game too. So yeah, we um we're so happy for her and she um yeah she's so she she couldn't stop smiling. I was I was like <laughs> I was like it's it's, it's, it's infectious, very, right? Very cute, yeah, very cute. Yeah, no, yeah. She, you've only added weight to Pakua's nah. potential potential nickname. Nah, be- she's a smiling assassin. I like that. I feel like I feel like we can we can get some merchandise for Indiana Dos Santos for that. There you go. I feel like that's a good one. Has it been because it's only a few? It wasn't actually that long ago when she stepped out onto the field as a Sydney FC player for for the first time. Has there been a bit of excitement brewing, sort of internally? Because obviously, everyone who's now getting the chance to see her do her thing on the the pitch and do it in emphatic fashion, scoring a goal, you know, last night, are, are getting to to know her now. But you've been training with her week in week out. Ante's been developing her, as you you said. 
you've known surely that there's this special player who's going to step up and it's a matter of when and not if. Was it exciting in the in the build up to that knowing that you know she was going to come out and and you know potentially deliver something special as she has now? Yeah, for sure. I think coming into preseason, um, she's come a long, long way. You know, um, especially for a young player, she's come into our team, has learnt principles um, and tactical work in our team, and she's she's come in leaps and bounds. And I think, I think for for our team, you know, it's hard because you know we have obviously a core group, and um, she got her opportunity when you know Shay got injured um, in a week, and then she had an opportunity to start and. Um, you know, she, she's she she's just been a scholarship player, and we, we were low on numbers. And, but I knew, we all knew, we've seen it at training, we've seen it week in week out. What she can do, um, we see her, you know, her little feet to, to in and out, scoring goals at training. So yeah, I'm. I mean, we all knew that. I knew that she was going to come on and and do a really good job. Um, obviously, um, you know, it, I wasn't surprised um, when she came on, and especially against Adelaide, you could just see the confidence. I think for me, like I know how good of a player she is, but to have that confidence at 15 is um is something that not many players have. So I think that for all of us, I mean, yeah, to see her just do her thing and, you know, we all support her a lot. Um, and I think that that helps as well because we do have such a young squad. And, um, yeah, I think that, yeah, not surprising from our perspective. And I think that Ante's done a, a brilliant job with her. And, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been so good to play with her. I mean, she's – I don't think she's – I've read something. She hasn't started her first grade game in MPL. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's, 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 it's my bubbling. It's mind boggling when you think about it, but I think in our team, yeah, she's um she's worked really well with um with a lot of us, and she's trained with us, and she realizes, um, she's just you know just come around really quickly and just um learned our identity and um just fitted in seamlessly. So I think, yeah, it's been something that um I think you know as a club we should be really proud of how how good our development is for our youth um coming through. So it's yeah, it's so good. See, Mackenzie. I like to hear that because obviously I'm trying to improve my footballing ability. You know, I think I'm going to get back into playing a little bit of football. Okay. Not this season, but maybe next season. Okay. Now, Mackenzie, the skill I want to take from you and I want your advice on it. Okay. Your corners and your set pieces, I think is one of the, the, your best parts of your game. You always look so calm and relaxed. Now, can you give me some tips on how I'm supposed to get a little bit better? So when I go out there, I'm the best on the park when it comes to those certain things. Yeah, I mean, my, my corners, uh, they, they took a while. Like, I, I remember when T left, um, I know I just got put, put as corner taker. And, yeah, I didn't – like, I, I remember the first game I was I was terrible at. But um, I think for me, I've um, – I like, I have a routine before I before I take the kick. I, you know, I have this thing that I do and um, gets myself in the zone. And I think that um, – yeah, I think that I found I found my technique um, quite early on and I um, – you know, I'm from one side, I, I learned how to drive it. And I think that um, I practice so much at training. Practice does does help a lot, I'm not going to lie. And I think I had help from some of the girls. Um, I remember Ellie Brush was actually at um at Sydney at this point. And um, she helped me. I just took a few corners and she just, you know, helped me with the technique and stuff. And then now I've, um, yeah, like I've been taking them for now two years now. And I think that, um yeah, I think you know corners and set pieces are a massive asset um for any for any team and I think that I've honed down on them and I've got the technique um you know pretty down packed and I think that um you know I think it's something that you just got to have confidence with because um like like I said it's um it's not easy to hit a perfect ball in especially when it's windy or it's wet and things like that so yeah you just got to have confidence and find that technique and I think I've, I've found that so um yeah I'm, I'm, pretty gonna, I'm gonna take that piece. I'm gonna take that advice and when I score a goal, Mackenzie, and I tag you in it on social media, just know that it came from you, okay? Now, Definitely. Now, Mackenzie, before we let you go, 
I've just spotted in the back now, you're clearly, I didn't realise that your shoe game was like this. See, <laughs> there are three different Air Forces or are there two Air Forces in two different colourways? There at the back. Uh, there's three. I got there's, there's two. There's one Jordan and yeah. then two Dunks. Okay, now <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize you had this shoe game in your locker, so yeah. I need to now know: Are you is your shoe game the best at Sydney FC, or is somebody else there? You know, is there anyone competing? I feel like a lot of people's shoe game is really good in our team. Really, like okay. um, I could go around like Prinny's so good, DA's is good, um, Courts is good. Um, God, everyone's everyone's are so good. Everyone has nice nice shoes, whether that's Nike, New Balance. So, but yeah, I've got the blue ones there because I wear them to game day. I bought them for Sydney FC, so I love very, them. Very nice. Is, does Ante have the worst shoe game in the team? Is that what is that what what it is? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to think what what he what shoes he wears. I think no. I think Ante's a pretty uh pretty stylish guy. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, hey, now that I now I know now I know I can't I can't criticize Ante. I know. Okay, not no, that I was before. But no. okay, I know that Ante's shoe game is something that should be that should be respected. Okay, I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the other thing I notice uh, up up on the wall behind you, Mackenzie, is that is that a is it a Sydney FC poster? Or am I am I looking at it? correctly yeah it is um it is our premiers poster that we won last year i thought it was um, premiers no, I, I, I i thought 2020 no. vision had just slipped me by but no it is it is premier no mackenzie's like how are you guys seeing this stuff like i just picked the random wall and now you're interrogating my room <laughs> no no uh yeah i yeah i put it up like last year and i like i like to have it up well do, like. do, you, do you add a, a new variant of, of the poster if things go well uh does it get replaced if, if things go well this weekend or or do you add another poster onto the wall i think i'll just add another poster onto the wall yeah. i think that's what i'll do and then hopefully add a maybe a grand final one hopefully um, hey. well that's yeah, a, no, that's yeah. A, that's if you keep good... going how you're going you're going to yeah. end up with a lot of posters exactly. on the uh, on the wall <laughs> exactly be a mosaic exactly now that's this is a that's a good place to to finish this interview off. Mackenzie, good luck on the weekend against Newcastle. Obviously, we know Thanks. how much it means to the team to to get that you know the three P for the Premier. So so good luck with that. I'm hoping you score a goal because I want to see the celebration again because I like it. It's nice and subtle. Uh, and then good luck with the final series. And uh, thank you for joining us here on Radio Dub. We're going to head to a quick break here, and then after the break, we're going to speak to uh, Grace Gill, and uh, that should be a lot of fun, right, Lockie? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Grace is great value. But we'll see how everyone else will break. Pickett, she lays it off. Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Is driving! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick. Meet him out! 1-0! Hello and welcome back. It's Radio Dub after that break. If you missed it, we just spoke to Mackenzie Hawksby from Sydney FC, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. We, yeah. we found out her sh- her shoe game is on point, and I, I respect. Apparently, the entirety of Sydney FC very what strong. What can't shoe game. Sydney FC do? Is the question I ask. I well, I ah. look. We we had a good time with Mackenzie. Exactly. I don't want to sour it by exactly. answering things that Sydney FC haven't Ex- done in recent exactly, times. Exactly. Exactly. Whoa, whoa, no, Lockie, don't take shots of people I'm not, like I'm not, that. Uh, I'm not getting whoa, myself into this trouble. Guy. No, you're not, you're not. Straight back. Straight back. Um, but uh, speaking to Mackenzie Hawksby, you know a player that, uh, a person who did put Mackenzie Hawksby in her team of the season so far? It's great I, skill. I, I do. It's yeah. great skill. 
And uh, Grace, we really appreciate you joining us. We've been trying and trying and trying to get you on the show, but you're a very busy person. So we thank you for joining us today. No, thank you so much for having me. And it's great to be here. Sorry, it's taken a couple of goes, but it's a pleasure. It's right. No, no, we understand you're a busy person, the commentary, the punditry, you're traveling. You, I want to be like Grace when I grow up, Lockie. That's what I've decided. I see Grace, <laughs> I see Grace doing all these things. I'm like, ah, it would be nice, yeah? would be nice. Now, Grace, finals is coming with the dub. And with Final Four is not, Final Four is not set yet. Do you have a prediction or are you, are you trying to avoid making a prediction? First of all, I love the fact that it's not settled yet. Like the fact that they were going into the final round of the season and we're still waiting on games and results and there's so many different permutations around how this could fall is actually really cool and I love that about this year. Um, as for trying to make predictions or guesses about how it's going to land, I've got some thoughts. I've got some thoughts about it. I'm not sure that I want to put them out into the universe. Um but Sydney are looking pretty good, I have to say. And it's a hard act to follow after Mackenzie Hawksby to be, to be on the show. Um, but she's obviously one of those who have been in fine form. No, she, she has been. She has been really good. And you put her in your team of the season. Now, obviously, that's your first team, Grace. Is there, do you have like, did you make a team of, like of the second team? Because obviously in the NBA, they've got this like first team, all NBA, second team, all NBA. Do you have a second team all dub? Uh, look, easily, okay. easily. And it was it's actually such a hard exercise to do and I really struggled to just narrow it down to 11 and I was trying to argue with both Cam and T. Polias on the pod to make a bench as well. I'm like, can we include a bench? You know, can we get some more numbers in around this, well, around this I, team? I have, to say, I have to say, Grace, I saw I saw you and T in the bottom right of the, the graphic and I thought, oh, you have named yourself on the bench. <laughs> Either that or you've got a starting 13. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm well and truly retired. T, on the other hand, she's she's ready. She's ready to lace up, except she did get a red card no, at the weekend this. with the Sydney Olympics. So, we, yeah, I sorry, T, this. to throw I, you under the bus like that. I, I saw <laughs> this, and I'm tempted to wear, like, a shirt that says red card on it just to, 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 to try and, hit, <laughs> and annoy Theresa Fry. You might find yourself on the end of a red card offence if you <laughs> exactly, do Exactly, that, that. That, is, that is true. No, I would never do that. Now, Grace, you've been doing, you've been doing a lot this season. You, you, you got into commentary. How has that been like... Are you liking it? Are you hating it? But I'm assuming you're liking it. But you know, you tell us how you feel. No, it's been it's been a whirlwind. Um, this year has has been super busy, but in in really good ways. Working across both the A League men's and the women's as well. Um, and then the opportunity to do a few lead commentary games that sort of wasn't necessarily part of the plan this year so much, but something that I was more than happy to try and try my my hand at and. Um, enjoyed it and uh, like I think I spoke to you about Paku, I have a I guess a new found appreciation for the the work that you do and the work that the other women do and and the wonderful men as well who who do those lead calls week in week out that there's a huge amount of research and preparation that goes into that so it's a, a pretty impressive thing. No, see, uh, when I when I heard Grace do it for the first time, I said this is ridiculous, not fair. I guess it can't be this good at the first time. It's ridiculous. Doesn't make sense. But you know what, Grace, because you're so busy. Everybody else doesn't know, but you're a two-watch type of person, one on each hand. Is because you're so busy, is that the reason why you're wearing two watches at one time? Is Wait, that what? No, Grace wears two watches, oh, two the different... Pe- the to- penny only just drops. Like, what is it? Is two-watch person like no. a code phrase that a figure <laughs> no. of speech? Yeah, no, it's a literal... It's, no. it's a statement of fact. No, it's a statement oh, I of see. fact. Grace is a, you know, digital, new fancy digital watch and the nice Casio watch, a, a, a very impressive watch. But is this why you've got to wear two watches at the same time because you're such a busy individual? You're checking on two different time zones? 
two different time zones, Sydney, Canberra, you know, the time difference between the two is, yeah, just can't keep up with it. But no, today I've just got the one on. I know um, pod listeners can't necessarily see that, but just the one. I did take the other one off for the purpose of this pod for the exact reason that I knew you'd pointed out. (laughs) I I swatted it once and I was like, that's such an interesting, I thought she was going to do like the spy kids, you know, have three watches on it, like one hand, but Grace is a two. But, but that that answer right there is is completely. It tells you everything you need to know about why Grace found the transition to to lead commentary so seamless. The level of research you knew Pakil <laughs> was going to ask about the watches, and it was gone. You've got to know your audience, exactly. Lucky. You've got to know your audience. That's why. No, that's that's that, that that is fair, and you know it's fine. You know she 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 was prepared. That's fine. It is what it is. Now, Grace, I want to. Thinking back to this season, has there been a moment for you that's like been a highlight in terms of the games that you've watched? Is there a game that stands out for you or a player that's really surprised you with their development? That's a great question. Um, I try my best. No, no, that's good. That's a good one. Um, it's hard. Someone asked me the other day what the game of the season has been and I, I don't have one that springs to mind so much, but there's definitely been, I think, players across the year that, across the season that, Perhaps I didn't know a huge amount about going into the season that have really stood up for me in a way that um, has surprised me and really pleasantly surprised me. And some people wouldn't be surprised just knowing these players more closely than what I did. But I think one of them for me was actually Vesna Milivojevic at, at Canberra. And I know she's been around the traps for a while and, you know, we've we've lost her to, to Serbia, which is a shame for the national team. But um, she was a player that I just hadn't seen play much. And I think she's stepped up in a way that, has been really important for Canberra and she's a really talented technical player. She's she's been really impressive for Canberra this year. I mean, is that one of the 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 big, big benefits of the extension of of the season? We're only going to get more games from from here on in, of course, that you know, teams have been able to to ebb and flow, obviously there was a, a certain a certain pundit who we, we all know and, and hold dear to our hearts that described a, a certain game as being Canberra's darkest day. Now they stand potentially a chance of making the, the top four. Um, sorry, Teo. Um, don't talk about the wall. You don't talk about the wall. <laughs> so in, the, in the same way teams have, have been given the sort of uh, the, the breadth to, to ebb and flow, I suppose, it's, it's sort of been a little bit same for, for the players. There are players mm. getting the chance to you know, have more time at, at this sort of level, get more minutes at this level and and mature into into players who, you know, we, we didn't necessarily know, uh, for, for lack of a better expression, had that in their locker. Yeah, I think I think that's very true. And yeah, separate to the point of teams having more weeks to either find their form or come back from poor results or come back from injury as well because mm. in many seasons gone by if you, if you fall to an injury six to eight weeks out if you a bad ankle or god forbid a bad knee um, you just don't see any more games but what we have seen this season like I know I take Kath Zimmerman as an example she's not only broken her leg but rehabbed come back and is back to playing which in in former W League seasons gone by just would not have been a possibility so I think it's really benefited some of those players and I think I'd even sort of cast my mind to some of the players who have gotten opportunities when, for example, the Matildas have gone um, have gone away with the team to travel, and then these younger players have stepped up. Um, look at India Dos Santos, who's now getting amazing game time at Sydney FC, who got her opportunity when some of those young Matildas and Matildas went away for Sydney FC, and those moments are, are brilliant, and it's so great that we've got this amazing crop of young talent coming through our domestic league. Uh, and the other thing it's done is it's it's allowed some some records to to tumble 
uh, and and mm. be equaled. And obviously, it would be, I think, uh, remiss of Bakura and I not to ask you about Michelle Heyman because it, it's just, I mean, when you actually look at all of the different stats, all of her different contributions to the to the Liberty A League. I mean, to to the sport in this country. We know she's a remarkable player, but it's just it's astounding. I mean, to be mm. the record games holder equal for the moment with uh, with Kim Carroll, of course, uh, and the the record goal scorer meandering potentially towards a century. We've never seen it before. Um, how do you even put that level of brilliance in into words? I'll, I'll leave it in your capable hands. <laughs> Look, it's so hard to summarise, but um, I think there's a couple of things that really importantly to point out about Michelle is that she was a really late bloomer. She didn't start playing until she was in her late teens, so it's not a case of you know a 15 year old that we're seeing now play and and be at 100 appearances by the time that they're 20. Michelle really only started playing more competitively when she was 15, 16, and then with um in the w league then when she was i think maybe 18 or 19 so the fact that she's done it in the time frame that she has is 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 impressive um and she started off at sydney fc and didn't really play much and it's so hard to fathom a michelle Heyman who was sitting the bench struggling to get match minutes and then moved across to central coast and absolutely tore it up and that was my first introduction to michelle was playing against central coast with canberra united and she absolutely barreled me over um, and so I remembered her fondly. We chatted after the game and she's like, oh, hi, sorry about that. I'm Michelle. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Now I'm injured. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, cheers. <laughs> but, you know, we've been, we've been good friends ever since. And then what she's gone on to do with Canberra and achieve, not only in the way of record-breaking statistics, um, Matilda's uh, has just been spectacular. See, now, Grace, there's two things that I've got to ask you. But firstly, Michelle Heyman for Matilda's, what are your thoughts on that? Are we... Yes, no. Does she deserve a chance? What What are you feeling when it comes to that? Yeah, look, I spoke about this a bit on the A League Women's Pod, and well, Grace, um, think... are you trying to plug another podcast whoa, 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 on our podcast? Sorry, sorry, what are you sorry. trying to do right now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, should, you should listen to. You set me up. Right? You teed me up for that. <laughs> Um, but I, I did mention it in that she, given what she's doing in the league and the other players who are currently playing in A-League women's who are getting called up to the Matildas, I think Michelle should be in that frame. And uh, she she spoke about it when um, Dubzone spoke to her at the end of the game and she said how she, she had been on the long list of of the Matildas camp and then she got an email not long before that most recent game that she hadn't made the final cut and she seemed really emotional about it. So I think that's quite hard for a player. Um, but for Michelle, she's she's playing in really good form at the moment. So, look, I think, I think I'd have her just given her performances recently. Yeah, do you know what I really like about Michelle Heyman? I think she might have, like, one of, like, the the coolest hair games going in because she, oh, like, sure. she yeah she yeah. looks sick when she's on the football field she's just like she looks so calm and relaxed and her hair is just like i wish i could you know i could pull being that cool off on a football field but i also can't run really well so they really just shut it down <laughs> details, details details exactly <laughs> now grace I, I wanted to ask you obviously this is a victorian pod um mm. based in the greatest state in the entire country um and you're from canberra and obviously Canberra and everybody – does everybody in Canberra kind of know each other or, like, do you guys just meet up? Like, how does that really work in Canberra like that? Oh, 100%. No, every yeah, person we walk past. I, I yeah. assume you just see Anthony Albanese yeah, exactly. all the time. Just say, every day. G'day, yeah. Ant. You're, no, you're sure. on Ant terms, I imagine. Oh, so Al- Albo. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. of course, of Get course. it right. Please, like, well, I, I thought that, you know, everyone calls him Albo, so you would have, you know, yeah. being being neighbours, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. special nickname. No, it's just, I'm just trying to understand because obviously Canberra is a state that I don't – Oh, it's not even state, is it? Is it state territory? 
What is it? It's Canberra State or Territory, Grace? I'll, I'll let you think about that one. <laughs> Australian capital. ACT. Oh, yes, yeah, a territory. It's, it's in the name. It's in the name. So that's one of those things. Yeah, who cares? Um, but in Canberra. Again, details, details. <laughs> what, what, is, what, is, what makes Canberra so like special? Because I, I say this because McKellar Park, every time like I call a game, like that crowd is so loud and so like they are, I think they're the most into it out of any fan um, fan base in the entire dub, what makes it so special? I think it is that point that you've just made there, the fact that it is really such a small community and you can walk down the street, whether it's to go and grab a coffee or to do whatever you're doing, to go to the shops, and people as a Canberra United player will genuinely recognise you. And that doesn't happen in bigger towns and bigger states and bigger territories because you just sort of fall into, the, I guess, the greater population. But in Canberra, there's this real opportunity where players at the end of the game, because McKellar is such a, a close crowd, like physically close to the field, you're having conversations with these fans who have been there since day one and they're there every single week and there's a real investment and engagement in the team and it is a really wonderful, wonderful sporting city and they, the fans, the community get behind our, our teams in Canberra, not just Canberra United but particularly because we are the standalone Women's team for now, um, there's a really special part in Canberra's history for this team. No, you know, I think I've got to give Canberra. I've got, got to give these other states a chance. I don't know why I'm so harsh on well, The only way is up from no, the I amount of credit like you gave I, it before. I, I, no, it's just, it's, it's, I, don't even, I don't even dislike Canberra. Like, it's just I've never... They don't have beaches before. You should love Canberra. That's true. That is true. <laughs> if you don't have any beaches, I will... You're anti-sand. Exactly. I am so anti-sand. I'm literally no sand any... Like, ridiculous concept but um <laughs> but you wear sandals all the sorry it's not not sandals. important i don't wear sandals and i wear socks with them do you think i'm gonna wear that's that on true. the sand that's like true. come on that's please true. i'm a respectable human being lucky um, right, steer us back on course exactly uh grace i've got to ask western united you know forts around mm. victoria i've got to bring that up at least once every podcast episode western united have you obviously the back half of the season hasn't been great for them but They've accumulated a lot of points in the first half with when Jess McDonald was here. How have you seen their season as a whole? And and have you what kind of what player from there besides Hannah Keane has uh, impressed you the most? Mm. I've really really liked Western United, and they're a team that have I guess spoken about this quite openly in that they don't always play the prettiest type of football, um, and they're pretty direct in in their style. Um, so results aside, what I really like from an outsider looking in from the group is what seems to be a really lovely culture there. And I think that's a, a huge credit to what Mark DeCasso has built around that group. And then as well, players like Jess McDonald, Chloe Legazzo going in, setting a professional standard. Um, and then the Calder girls who have obviously been with each other for many years um, have built something that seems really, really special. Um, and that's been really nice to sit back and watch as as a, a neutral in, in Western United's um, sort of progression over the season um I think they've been really special and in terms of a player who I think is impressed um there's actually been a few uh from Western United that I've enjoyed besides the obvious ones in what people like Jess McDonald did do there I've really liked Alana Cern and everything that she's contributed to the group and I think she's been a versatile player I think she's established herself on you know our our national league stage as uh, a player who is good enough to be there well and truly um, and then there's been some really bright glimpses from players like Emma Robers, um, and unfortunately we saw her go down last weekend with that ankle injury. You hope she's okay; it's nothing too serious. But there's been uh, quite quite a few of the girls from Western United that I've really enjoyed watching over the season. 
another one who has been in and out over the course of the season, but now now returned and is is locked in for next season. I'm interested to get your your thoughts on on the return of of Chloe Legazzo because it's mm. exciting to have her back when she was on the park. She was really exciting. She played really well for Western United. She, uh, I think, added a, a a missing dimension at times in midfield. But the operative part of the 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 sentence there is that she she was in and out. We're still not sure um, how much if we'll see her this final series. But she would make a big mm. difference if you. If she comes back in, how 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 do you see that um, you know reacquisition of of, of Chloe Legazzo for potentially this season and and definitely the next? Yeah, I think it's a a really good reacquisition to put it that way of Chloe back at Western United for two reasons, and one is her, for her personally um, with the situation over at Kansas City, obviously no longer with the team in the under, uh, NWSL, um, and importantly for Chloe will be a team where she knows when she's fit and healthy she can play and will get match minutes. And as we saw when she was with Western United earlier in the season, exactly that, had some really good performances and was on, you know, tracking well on a good trajectory to hopefully re-enter the Matildas fold. Um, the second part of where I see that as a really positive re-entry to the team is for what that will then do to the team. And whether or not she's playing or playing much at all for this last couple of weeks of the season, I don't think matters too much. Of course, they'd love her on the field and would all love to see her on the field. But even if she's just around the group and what she will bring in the way of leadership and motivation, intensity, I think that part of it is really important too. Well, sorry, sorry to, to just jump in, Bakura. It just, just sparked okay. in, in, in my brain. I mean, let, let's put a, a hypothetical a hypothetical out there. Uh, obviously, we've all been very high on Western United's season. They, they've broken, I think, a lot of people's expectations. You know, maybe some of them are in this room. I don't know. Yeah, expectations. Maybe. I, said, I said Forza and PL Victoria from the start. Don't try to do stuff like that to me. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm only kidding. But obviously, it has been a, a difficult end of end to the season. You know, Sydney have got the, the Premier's played in their own hands. There is a, a hypothetical scenario in which Western United are, are you know, potentially, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but could go out in of the finals in, in straight sets. How, how would you, you reflect? Is their season still a, a net positive? Is it still overwhelmingly positive? Where's it, where does it rank on the, the out of 10 scale if Western were to to go out, you know, in, in, in successive finals despite making it in their inaugural year. Yeah, I think that would be a bit bittersweet both as a fan and as um, a, a player in that team. I think I think um, I'd love to see them go as far as, as possible, just given, you know, the, the fairy tale of a new team in, in the league, um, how well they have performed, um, the fact that they have far and beyond exceeded expectations. But even if they are to bow out, in sort of the first set of finals, I think there will be so much that that group is proud of. And I don't think it will feel like a failure by any means because I think they have already beyond met expectations and far and beyond. So anything from now is almost a bonus, I'd say. Um, You know, no team really expects to come into a league brand new and just clean sweep their whole way through to a premiership or a championship. So anything from here, I would say, is... Um, you know, a lovely shine on top of what has been a spectacular first season. No, I, I think it's been, I think, you know, when you think about how much they've done and you can't really say it was a, it was a negative season, you, 
you know, you never expect that. And I think Mark Torcaso and his his coaching staff would be really impressed and they know where to, they yeah. can improve. No, from, I, improve I, from I, I agree with Grace. I think it would be recency bias to, to look at this season, you know, only through its sort of um, – the, the back end and what's yeah, happened. It's exactly. been a it's been a success. Exactly. Now, Grace, it wouldn't be a radio dub interview if we didn't ask you about music. Have you got two watches on now? <laughs> That's what she was going to ask. <laughs> no, see, I didn't know. I wouldn't know. Uh, about music now, Grace. What is on your playlist at the moment? As a person, you know, you're busy individual. You're traveling a lot now. What are you listening to? What's gone off the rotation and what's currently mm. sticking on there? Okay, um, very big question. So. I spend a lot of time driving at the moment um, up and down the Hume Highway from Canberra to Sydney. A lot of that time is spent with podcasts, and I'll be honest, okay. there's a lot of time filled in that, in that drive with podcasts. Are you 1.5 speed or are you actually listening to it like on one speed? You know what, Teo Palazzari will be proud of me. I've graduated to 1.5. <laughs> oh, as, as long as you don't get to 1.8. No, when you hit one, no, When you no. hit 1.8, you're just, I'm sorry, you're lost. You're lost. You're lost. You're lost. I mean, I never knew the intro music to this pod was so slow, but I guess that's from regular speed. <laughs> um, but music is a really, really big part of my life and both as you know, a former player and playing most recently with Canberra Croatia. And I was I was definitely the DJ. Um, okay. So proud, proud DJ in the change room. Um, would take requests, but for the most part, my default is veering towards 90s R&B hip-hop. Some people oh, should no, no, no. get requests. Yeah. Like- Some people... A band, um, <clears throat> but anything nineties R and B hip hop. Um, my go tos, um, Missy Elliott is is a favorite time and time again. Um, anything Timberland, anything Beyonce, um, that that never ages for me. Like that's kind of my. Piku is about to no, cry so happy was, tears was, in this video. <laughs> no, you know what? Because people never say Timberland. That man's, that man's underrated. Okay, he's he's a musical genius, and it just, when I heard Grace say it, I just was like, I didn't realize that that music got out to Canberra. So I was that's like true. quite impressed by the, by the all the way from Virginia Beach <laughs> exactly. to Canberra, the ACT. <laughs> Personally, I, I I was still stuck on trying to think what the intro music to this show sounds like at one point five speed. <laughs> Frankly, I don't want to know the answer. Honestly, he'd be so. It's pretty cool. Oh, I gotta say, it's pretty cool. Maybe, maybe we need to, to 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 try and speed it up, <laughs> and then Grace does a five one point five, and then it's unlistenable. It's, you can't yeah, even it's listen three. To it. <laughs> you can't even listen to it now. Uh, also, Grace, um, obviously, Canberra, small place. Everyone knows everyone. Fantastic, woo, Canberra. But <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I didn't, I didn't mean it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are the what are like? What's the best place to eat? In Canberra, what's like the are we? Is it a brunch spot or is it like a dinner spot? Like what's the spot in Canberra that you got to go? Oh, you know that's so hard just to name one because for all the stick it does get, Canberra has a really really good food, coffee, wine scene. So it's not if you're into any okay. of those things, it's you know what it's it's not Melbourne, but it does pretty well. So the wine region around Canberra, if you're into wine, lovely lovely wines, um, food as well. We have. An amazing number of fantastic restaurants. There's a beautiful Japanese restaurant called Raku, which I would recommend to anyone who is visiting Canberra. But also coffee. The coffee scene in Canberra is insane. And there's just that many good 
cafes. I know, look, I know from from Melbourne. I get no, it. No, no. I was I, I was with you. I was with you until that point. I, I was trying really hard you. to be respectful. I think we need to send. I think Radio Dub needs to send Lockie to Canberra for a week because I feel like Lockie would really like it. I feel like it's just your personality. I wouldn't mind giving yeah. those giving those pollies a piece of my mind. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome anytime, Lockie. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I ask Grace a, a, a last a serious question? A, a serious question. Because you, you're you're talking about you know favorite spots. I'm going to put you on one right now, where mm. at the end of the final round, okay. it's been played. There are four teams remaining in the Liberty A League. The rest, you know, the other six that they, 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 mm, disappeared. Done. They've been knocked out. All right, we're at the end. Who are the four teams? What's the order? She said she wasn't going to make prediction earlier. By the way, I know, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay. like like checking with the two watches. I'm I'm going in again. <laughs> yep. Okay, he's going in again, dipping in again. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it'll be Sydney. Shocker, Grace. Western Shocker. United. <laughs> um, I'm just deliberating over third and fourth and the order. Sydney, Western United, Melbourne City, Canberra. Oh, nice! Ha- I that's okay. Nice. Okay, I I I only tweak. Well, one. well handled. Well, well handled. handled. I Thank tweak you. once. I reckon. I reckon you got it, but victory go in and City could drop out. That's what okay. Yeah, I reckon yep. City drop out because they lose to Canberra on the weekend. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. yeah. Look, I'm, sta- I'm staying out of You're it. No, sure, no, 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 I'm up. staying out of it. Oh, okay. I actually see. ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Now, Grace, I want to thank you for joining us on Radio Dub tonight. We really appreciate it. Um, obviously, we, there was a lot of slander towards Canberra, but there's, there's nothing personal. You not, know, for me. not for me. Not for me. I'm neutral. Sure. I'm Switzerland. I'm <laughs> nothing personal. Canberra's a great, great territory okay. now that I've learned that. Um, my year two teacher would be so disappointed in me that I didn't know Canberra was a territory. Um, we were too. <laughs> um, but no, Grace, thank you for joining us. Are you on Dub Zone this weekend? Are you calling? What are you? What are you? Are you not? Are you just watching the games this um, weekend? Calling this weekend. I'm on the Brisbane Raw Perth Glory game co commentary with Cam Johnson. Oh, awesome. Well, we will. I'll see you there. I'll see you there, Grace. I'll, I'll see you there. For sure. Thanks very much for having <laughs> no me. No worries. Uh, uh, it's been that- a pleasure to chat to you both. Yeah, that was, that's it for Radio Dub this week. Uh, if you missed anything with the Mackenzie Hawksby interview, you can check it out on Spotify and everything else. And you can listen at any speed you like. Any I mean, speed. not preferably not 1.8, but the other ones are all we good. We said some relevant things that we'd like you to hear. Uh, but bye for now. Uh, but there might be something special coming out for Radio Dub content tomorrow if I can learn to edit really quickly. Bye-bye. Pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Here's Dre.